0: Hey, um, we've been doing a series at our church um, called In the Light, and I, th- and I was thinking about it, and I thought, I think it's a really good fit for Easter Saturday uh, in this sense, because um, you can kind of think this message, In the Light, oh yeah, it's kind of like Disney movie, oh that's great, yeah, we step into the light, but when you think about it, it's actually a bit more complex than that, because like, when it's been really dark and someone turns the lights on, it, there's actually a period of disorientation, and it takes you a while to adjust to the light. And and if this, I'll show you uh, in the next few minutes. Like this is a really bi- big biblical theme about coming into the light, and you realise actually it takes a while to adjust. And when you think about it, what's the first reaction when you've been in darkness and someone turns on the light? Yeah, you spot on. You actually cover and you turn back from it. And 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 um and I think that kind of names this Christian dynamic quite well. This this struggle that both wants is attracted by the light, but somehow finds it a bit disorienting and turns away from it. And I was thinking about it like for Easter Saturday, because we stand between, a bit like that, we stand between Friday, yeah, where God, God's met us in the dark place, and Easter Sunday, where Jesus rises uh, to new beginnings, and it's like, which way are you going to turn to? Because it's kind of comfortable, and this is familiar, and I've got used to this. But there's an invitation as much as it's kind of uncomfortable and disorientating and, and a bit overwhelming to turn towards the light, to step into our Easter Sunday. And so I want I want to kind of ex- show you a bit what a big kind of biblical theme this is and then and then I'm going to invite us to, to step into the light, whatever part of this place that you're still, in a place that that feels a bit dark to turn towards the light, to take one more step into the light. Um, the thing that got me thinking about is, this is a guy that I work with, um, his name's Leon Rakiti, so he kind of works with me at college, and he's now the pastor of Equippers Thames, but that's his wife Amy, so those Irish blonde jeans are very dominant, so there's five little blonde Maori kids um, in their family, but... He's, he was talking to our students about that idea, a biblical idea that we're adopted into God's family. And, and he was saying like, oh, it must be like, imagine if you'd been alone in an orphan and then you plonked into this kind of nice family. And, 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 he, and how kind of weird that would be, kind of both attractive but like unfamiliar, like these people like each other and they love and, and there's provision and there's stuff and, and kind of how it would be a bit overwhelming Oh, by the way, he's from Flaxmere, so I don't know if you know him. Anyone knows him? Yeah, um, but um, but um, uh, where was I? Uh, but but saying and and the reason that got him thinking about this because he grew up solo, mom, no dad, and and then um, and then he married Amy, and this is her family, like ten, like model Christian family, ten kids, You're like Hallelujah, seven more to go over here, and um and he he was like for him it was like ah like in some ways wonderful, but in some ways a bit like overwhelming, like oh, there's this couple that love each other and, and everyone's together and they're happy and it, it's a bit like, oh. and he talked about one time um, when they had their first kid and the parents lived in Todonga and they needed a babysitter and his mother-in-law was like, I'll drive up, you know, two and a half, three hours, babysit for a couple of hours and drive home. And he's like, "What is this? <laughs> like, what is this? And I guess it resonated for me, too, because I mentioned before, like I grew up, my dad was in and out of jail and then left. And so solo mom, poor estate housing street in Taranaki and and just struggling. And then Christine's from this nice middle class family, you know, businessman dad. And again, I have that feeling like, huh. Everyone sits up for lunch and talks to each other. You don't just grab your plate and go in front of the TV. And you know, there's a couple that and and so I, I kind of resonated with me what Leon was saying about this whole thing of both the both this ambivalence of both I'm attracted but I'm a bit overwhelmed and 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 I'm tempted to be a bit cynical and pull back because this is my default. This is my familiar, and and this idea that I need to keep turning towards the light and. And he named that We these are the values for our church, whatever. And to go, oh, these are not corporate like. I don't know. You got it. It's like this is Oh, this is the culture of this family. And it's like, oh, it's kind of weird to get like these people honor each other, and these people committed to doing relationship together. And you know, for you, the values of of, of vineyard to go. Oh, it's kind of like. Kind of nice, but kind of a bit over the top or a bit intense. And it's like, no, no, that's a cynical turning back to the dark. But, but there is a period of adjustment. Oh, we love each other. We do life together. We reach out to God. And, it, and it's this strange, and I think, it's, I think it's the nature of Christian life, this kind of Saturday Easter experience. Am I going to turn back and stay with what am i am familiar with or am I going to turn into that? light? And we find ourselves precisely in that kind of place. There's an invitation to step into the light. And it's both terrifying and beautiful. And it's scary and disorientating. And it's incredibly attractive on in what we're born for. And it's like, you know, in a New Zealand context, if we do that, if we did that, You know, we live in a beautiful, there's a beautiful whole country out there if we'd walk out of our caves and it's a bit like that with the gospel. There's a beautiful place out there where people love each other, where they honour each other, where we do life together. But there's this thing, no, I'm kind of used to just pushing people away and staying, not letting people get too close and keeping my business to myself. And just pushing people out of it. And there's an invitation. No, no, it's time to step into the light. It's time to turn towards Easter Sunday. It's time to turn towards new beginnings and hope and possibilities. And I really hope that we can do that. So I would suggest that all of us, some part of our life, we stand at that kind of point. And it's like there's an invitation. Will you let go of your Easter Friday and turn towards your Easter Sunday? Will you step out of the dark place and step into the light? And and it's kind of like this. Will I I turn towards the light and walk into the rising day? Or will I turn back to the dark? Because this is my safe place. This is what I'm familiar with. And and I don't want to kind of learn a new default. Um, Another kind of example. This is kind of stopping occasionally. Um, some of you, many of you would know C.S. Lewis who wrote the Narnia books you know Lion the Witch and the Wardrobe and he wrote this other book called The Great Divorce so it's a novel okay it's not real it's a novel but it's the story of of they wrote, they do these bus tours from hell up to heaven and people are welcome to go on a bus tour of heaven and and but but the thing that he's right is like people like already don't want to get on the bus. It's like, no, no, I'd rather stay with my, hold on to my offense or my bitterness or my, I don't want, I don't want to let go of that. And then some of them get on the bus and, and his whole point, when they get to heaven, they actually find it a bit intense and they find it a bit overwhelming. And everyone in heaven's going, no, no, stay, come further. And they're like, actually, I'll take the bus back. And they turn back towards the darkness because it's, it's kind of too over the top, too intense in the light. And, and he has this incredible line, C.S. Lewis, and he says, in the end, there's only kind of two kinds of people. The people who say to God, thy will be done. And the people that God says to them, okay, thy will be done. And so it's kind of like we stand at that moment, will I turn towards the light, even though it's kind of a bit Overwhelming. Or will I kind of go? No, thanks. I'm I'm a bit more comfortable back here. And and I got great news for you. I guess Jesus invites us, and Jesus helps us to step into the light. Um. What? Uh, I looked at this passage um the, last night, but it kind of na- I framed it in terms of freedom, but you could frame it in terms of light again good news to the poor. I'm used to not having expectations and stuff, but to, to start to expect good things are going to come my way. That's a bit scary, eh? To actually have an expectation, to open myself up to the possibility of hurt and disappointment, you know, to, to where there's been brokenhearted, no, to feel like I'm going to be made whole, to where there's been um, in captivity, no, to enjoy freedom, to step out of darkness into a spacious place. No, I, I kind of got used to this little confined cell. I know my way around this place of hurt and rejection or loneliness. You want me to step at it, into a big spacious place of freedom? I don't know. It's kind of attractive, but it's kind of a bit scary. And, and you know, we went on to... Um, I, I don't know if the line of sight's been blocked. Oh, there we go. And we lean on to this, you know, where there's been mourning to expect comfort, where there's been grief of loss to expect provision. Yeah, I didn't want to say that, but that was probably helpful. It's all that here, man. Here, here gets in the way. Famous last. Anyway, um, to start with, but I've kind of got used to living in this ashes of lost dreams. You want me to expect beautiful things are going to come my way again? You know, and going on where there's been mourning, actually, there's going to be joy, and I'd risk that. Where there's been despair, there's going to be praise. And again, you know, the thing of the fruit of the Spirit, that long term effect of being in this environment is love and joy and peace and patience. And, and it's like, well, who wouldn't want to that? Yeah, but who wouldn't? But I've got used to conflict and I've got used to aloneness, and I've got you, I know how to navigate all that. And, and you want me to learn to expect relationships of peace and love? And kindness and gentleness. And it's like there's an invitation to step into the light um, and, and to kind of go, ah, and, I, I, and there's more for you. Don't settle for the dark. Don't settle for the cave. Turn towards the light. Step into the light. Um, one more metaphor. There's, a, um, there's this kind of verse our God is a consuming fire, and it's like, whoa, that's scary. Like, isn't that terror, like destructive or whatever? Theologians say God is pure love. The fire is of pure love. It's not a destructive fire. it's not that He's destructive, it's, that it's like the metaphor of the sun. It's almost like you, it's so, it's not that He's destructive, it's like it's so overwhelming, we can't handle it. And then God is pure light, and it's like the idea, man, it's so overwhelming, so intense, because it's so pure of absolute love, absolute joy, absolute peace, that it's, it's almost, again, too hard to look at directly. And, and it's like, it's kind of attractive, but if I look to, it's a bit overwhelming. But that God wants us to kind of turn towards the light, um, some of the themes, this is the message we've heard from, and declare it. God is light. In him there's no darkness. And part of us is both attracted to that and a bit scared and a bit overwhelmed like that. What would it mean to believe in absolute love? What would it mean to believe in absolute wholeness, absolute joy? That is an invitation to step into that. Um, so, I don't, I, I'm terrible at telling jokes and I can't do accents, and this is a bit of a dad joke. But there's a story about Ireland decided that they were going to launch a space program. I don't know if you've heard it. And, and they announced that they're going to be the first nation to land someone on the sun. And so NASA rings them and goes, Paddy, what are you thinking? You can't land on the sun. You're going to be burned up. Like, it's too. He's like, ah, oh, there's the thing. We're going to go at night. <laughs> And it's like, no, no, it's like the sun, that's like God is pure light. Right, just move on from there, forget that. Um, And and it's like, he's total love, total joy, total peace, total kindness, total gentleness. And and it's a bit overwhelming. In fact, a very strange verse that I've never heard preached on. God, who alone is immortal, who lives in unapproachable light. Not because he doesn't want to, it's like the sun. When we get too close, it's a bit overwhelming for us. But there's this strange ambivalence of stand to this attractiveness to step into the light, but it's a bit can be a bit overwhelming. And um, and most of us don't have this experience, but Paul, God kind of showed him. Suddenly a bright light from heaven flashed around me. Who are you, Lord? I'm Jesus. Jesus normally comes to us veiled and in gentleness and wearing the towel to serve, but if actually in who he is, is just an overwhelming light of pure love. And in the end, down the bottom, my companions led me by hand into Damascus because the brilliance of the light had blinded me. God is pure light of love. Jesus is the pure light of joy and peace and goodness. And we're being invited to step into that. The great thing is, uh, it's a bit like the sun. You know, I had a look. We're 150 million kilometers away. That far away, it's a bit like God. Every good gift comes down from him. Anything good in our life has come from his goodness. The challenge is, even at this distance, to stand and look at it is a bit overwhelming, but to move towards it. And it's like, man, I just don't want to, kind of know some occasional benefits of being a long way from his light, I want to start turning towards the light. I want to start walking into the light of his presence. And I love the conclusion. First John says, Dear friends, now we are children of God. What we will be has not yet been made known, but we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him. This, for we shall see him as he is. One day we'll be able to look into the sun of pure love. And not feel condemnation, not feel overwhelmed, not feel destroyed by it. And it's like right now there's an invitation to turn towards that. To step out of darkness and to step into the light. So what does God do about darkness? Very first chapter in the Bible, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty and darkness was there. Verse 3, and God says... Let there be light. And I love wherever there's darkness in our world, God's response is to come and speak light into those places. Let there be light in there. That place of loneliness, let there be light. That place of hurt, let there be light. That place of disappointment, let there be light. And when you jump to the New Testament, you know, John picks up this. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God. So on, and so on. And verse five, the light shines in the darkness. God has decided that he is not going to leave us in darkness. A hurt or broken relation, he's going to step in and turn the light on. And I love how John p- picks it up. Um, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world. See, Christianity is not only not just a set of principles, it's a, it's a supernatural act of God turning the light on. But it's not only a supernatural practice, it's a person. The person who is light comes and lives in our hearts. Eternal light is in person. His name is Jesus. And when we, But in creation, it was an automatic thing. Let there be light and there was light. Here it says you have an option. Do you want to invite him in? Do you want him to turn the light on? Do you want him to shine the light? Because he's willing to come and be the light in your life. Again, just to show you this theme, when Jesus spoke he, again, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I've come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. In the, the epistles, the, the writers unpack it. The more you think about it now, this is a crazy image. The God of this age, i.e. the devil, has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light. The devil's like, no, no, there's no light out there. No, this is it. This is as good as it gets. You and your darkness, that's it. Don't bl- there's no light. And God's like, no, there is light. His name's Jesus. And I love this thing. It says, God, who's, verse 6, God who said, let light shine of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts. The God who spoke light into the universe, if you'll just open your heart, he'll he'll come and turn the light on inside of you and me. He'll say, let there be light in there. Suddenly something comes alive, hope, freedom, joy, peace. The light gets turned on on the inside. And, And so again, just as this gets unpacked, you know, Peter you're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of this. Who called you out of darkness? Talked last night, you're called into freedom. You're also called out of darkness. God's saying, Come on, I call you out of that place. That's not your future. I'm calling you into the light, I'm calling you into hope and possibility. Again, Colossians, He's qualified you to share. God, you are more than able to step into the light. I don't know. I can you can kind of. It's both like this. Kind of, I want it. It sounds cool, but part of me like, am I really willing to let go? Am I really willing when God's going? Come on! I've enabled you. You don't have to settle for that. It's a lie of the devil that this is as good as it gets. That there is no light. And again, you are all children of the light, children of the day. And I love this one: for you were once darkness, this, but now you are light. Not just there's a light shining on you. God has turned the light on in you. At the core of your being, there's light, not darkness, not brokenness, not abandonment, not emptiness. There's light, and I pray to even tonight that you would feel something of the light of Christ turned up. The dimmer switch has been down of it, that Christ would turn it up, and you would know there's a power of eternal light shining within your spirit. And then the challenge then is now live as that. Live out who you are. And so um, just to round out the whole Bible, just to show you in the middle books of the Psalms, Sounds for with you is the, for with you is the fountain of life. in your light we see light. The path of the righteous is like the morning sun, shining every brighter till the full light of day. That's, the, that's how this thing works. The light just gets brighter and brighter. I more and more step out of darkness. I'm more and more stepping into light. And I love this one, the final one: "You Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. Wouldn't that be a great testimony from this weekend? that some part of my life that was in darkness, God turned the light on. And now I'm living in the light of his presence. And I pray that you just have a sense God's presence is here as the light to turn it on. And so I think, the Bible, I think you could sum up the Bible in three bullet points. <laughs> Number one, God is light. Number two, God turns the light on in our heart. Number three, you adjust to living in the light. <laughs> for the rest of your life. And it's like tonight I've I I'm really excited that we might all just take one more step into the light. We might turn one more kind of few degrees towards the light. Cuz he who is light has turned the light on. And you can step more and more into that. And and it kind of becomes addictive once you've tried it a bit because you know there's more freedom out there. There's more joy out there. There's more fulfillment out there. But at the start, it's a bit scary to let go of the familiar. I want to illustrate this by um, address two areas. This is a verse carries on from that thing in Ephesians. I love this. Everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. And here's this dynamic if we'll just bring it into the light, God transforms it. There's my part. I've got to bring stuff into his light, and it actually becomes light. The very thing that was my darkness becomes my light. I used to be this. It becomes my testimony, and God changed me. I used to be this angry person, and God's changed me. I used to be this person who didn't know how to love, and God changed me. I used to be this loner, and God's put me in community. I used to be ashamed, and now I feel that honor. I used to feel unclean, and now I feel clean. I used to feel powerless, now I feel empowered. And, and I want to suggest uh, there's two areas that God's inviting us to bring into the light. So the worst of you and the best of you. The worst of you and the best of you. And, and we're going to head towards a, a worship time, ministry time. And I want you to think about which, what is God inviting you to bring into the light? So, first of all, uh, the worst of you. There's a saying of this counselor, therapist guy says, it's not the fanatic in the attic, it's the fella in the cellar. And it's, like, it's almost like inside this head, it's almost like there's these multiple people that live in there. <laughs> And there's this Mr. Fanatic super Christian. And he's super positive and he loves Jesus and he reads his Bible and he loves worship and he's all good. And then and and he's not really my problem. <laughs> my problem is that other guy, when I'm alone at home at night, and and think, and these feelings come that are not from a good place. And it's like, this guy's. And it's like, if I, I'm just, if I can just dial up this guy more. And it's like, no, this guy's never going to be my problem. It's this guy. And we kind of try and push him down and forget about him. And Jesus' answer is get this guy saved. Let this guy encounter the gospel. Bring this guy into the light. Jesus, here's Mr. Super Christian. Jesus' is like, okay, yeah, he's cool. Just leave. What about, what about this guy walks into the light? What about this guy steps into the light? The addict, the angry person, the broken person. What about you bring that person into the light and see that person transformed? Another therapist says this, just if, if you need to tighten up the screws, you're only as strong as your weakest sub-personality. This guy is not going to be my downfall. This guy is. I probably want to bring this guy into the light. I want to bring this guy to Jesus. And I've got great news for you. Jesus is ready to welcome this guy, this woman. And how do I know that? Here's a story many of you know of Lazarus. There's a family. Jesus knows the whole family. A couple of nice sisters. The brother, the brother's dead now. And and he's, and he's in a grave. And it's rotten in there. And it smells in there. And there's a stone there. And Jesus arrives at home, and, and there's some sadness around that, and Jesus is like, roll away the stone. It's like, no, 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 don't open that up, Jesus. That's going to stink in there. You don't want to go there. He's like, no, no, I want to I call that person into the light. And, and, and they roll away the stone, and Jesus calls in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Man, here comes God's anointing. I wonder which part of you that no one's seen. You keep it covered, smells in there. Let's not letting it, let's just keep this nice Christian over here. Don't, Jesus, is like, no, I'm calling this person into the light. And I love the fact that he, he, the dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. And Jesus said, Take off the grave clothes and let him go because he's now walked, literally walking out of a dark cave into the light. And I want to tell you that the part of you that's ashamed, that you're never going to let anyone see, that you never want anyone to know about, tonight Jesus calls to that person by name and says, come out of your cave and come into the light and be made whole. Jesus invites us you know he he's you don't have to put on mr super Christian over here for him he he knows about dead things he he kind of got familiar with it around this thing like let him deal with this part what about come and stand not as super Christian nice super mum super dad businessman just as the part of me that I try not to let anyone else see. And let the light of Jesus touch that person. Bring the worst of who you are to Jesus. But then I but then I reckon. So there's that ambivalence of kind of the nice me, and he calls the other part, but there's the reverse of that. He also calls out sometimes the best of us. And there's this passage I've blotted out a word because I Wanna see what you think would be in there. It's in First Corinthians four from Paul, Therefore judge nothing before the appointed time, wait until the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness, will expose the motives of the heart, and at that time each will receive their something from God. Let me ask you, if God was to bring out of a dark place what no one else knows about you, and was to and was to make public the deepest motives of your heart, what do you think? would be the result. Well, do you know what this passage says? Praise. And it's like, man, just let something hit you from God. We're so used to that first model. Oh, yeah, the dark and, yeah, bring that out. But there's another part of you that no one ever knows, I bet. And when I was preparing this message for our church, I had this vision. There's a woman who's... uh, Mature woman worship leader, and I saw her as a little girl, and just this pure heart of worship and delight and singing to God. And you know, and life happens, and you take some hits, and you and you learn to shut away that person so it doesn't get hurt anymore. And just as God wants to call out kind of the worst of you, for a lot of us, there's the best of you that's just got shut away and hurt. And God also calls that person into the light. And it's like, hey, come out of the darkness. Step into the light. It's going to be okay. And if you, think that's, um, if you don't think that's biblical, let me show you the first time that the light of the world encounters an individual in John. Philip found Nathanael and told him, uh, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law. Maybe, can I get the music people up to do something? Um, we have found the one that Moses wrote about in the law, about whom the prophets also wrote Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. All right. Okay, follow this. So, Nathanael, we've found, we've found the Messiah. This is Nathanael's response, verse 46. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? He's one of those kind of grumpy, angular, like negative, cynical guys. Like, whoa. And it's like it's like he'd just be one of, he's not that nice a guy to be around. <laughs> just critical and negative and whatever. And and then and then they say come and see said Philip. Verse 47, when Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him this, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Jesus actually saw past the brash negative facade. And he said, I, I see the best of you, Nathanael. I see the heart before it kind of took some knocks and hits, I see that the core motivation is actually someone who just wants truth and light. And then life happens and you got a bit cynical and you knocked up. But I see you, Nathaniel. And I call that person out. And I, and I love Nathaniel's response. How do you know me? Like I've almost forgotten that guy. No one else knows that guy. They see bristly. Negative, how do you know me? And and I want to say, God knows the best of you. God knows the little girl that had dreams and hopes and plans. And then life happened, <laughs> took some hits, closed something, don't let anyone see that little girl anymore. The boy that that just I don't know, had dreams again, like that's something. And then you learn not to let people see that, and you learn to put up another, another layer and not let people get too close because that, that person gets hurt. And Jesus comes and he calls that person out of the dark too. Come on, the best of you, what I created you to be. Come on, step out of your brokenness, step out of the lostness and shine as the person that I created you to be. Wherever you are, the best of you, the worst of you, Jesus is calling us to take a step into the light, to turn towards the light, to step into his presence. Come on, you, you you're better than you think. Some areas, but it's that weird place, eh? Like I stand at the edge of the cave. Am I willing to both bring that person that's an embarrassment and a struggle, and am I learning to bring that person who was kind of naively just had these dreams and and bring that person back into the light? And there's there's an invitation To step into the light Everything that is illuminated Becomes light I'm just gonna Pray in a minute Holy Spirit I invite your presence God of light, angels of light, turn the light on in our heart. Draw us into your presence. More Holy Spirit, turn the light up. Turn the light up. Turn the light up. Turn the light up. Turn the light up, the light up Holy Spirit. Matt, the music man. I talked about this belief that I felt called something out of me. I want to call out of your spirit success. I call it out of you, what you're born for, an inheritance of success out of your spirit. I call that guy into the light, the fruition of dreams. I call you out of light. I call to that little boy inside, out into the light. I call you to success. I call you to bigness. I call you into the anointing of God that's upon your life. And you're going to realize the dreams of the best of you that's got shut away in the dark. And I and there's gifts on your life. (laughs) And there's the best of you, and there's abilities that you have, and they're still there. And I call that back into expression. Out of that place. That's not your lot. That's not your place. I call you into the light. The best, the gifted, talented little girl, young woman, woman of God. Into the light. There's going to be, there's an invitation for all of us. Are you ready to turn towards the light? Are you ready to step into the light? The light's about to be turned up.